0: Stephanie Schaefer, and you're listening to the North Star Narrative, a podcast from North Star Academy. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you're encouraged, challenged, and motivated by what you learned today. Enjoy the story. Hey, everyone. So glad you're able to join us today. I am just really eager to introduce to you Dr. Rusty Bryan. He is going to be our fall spiritual emphasis event speaker. And so we wanted to um, just let you get to know him a little bit before um, the Spiritual Emphasis event happens. So Dr. Rusty Bryan, he serves as a senior lecturer of theology at Africa Nazarene University in Nairobi, Kenya. He lives there with his wife and his three children, and his wife teaches at the West Nairobi School in nairobi there and his children go to that school and that's really cool because west nairobi is one of the schools of the network of international christian schools NICS, and so are we north star is too so that's really cool to have that connection he's an ordained pastor in the church of the nazarene and most recently he served in the bay area in northern california he has also worked as a youth pastor and he has published several books. His PhD is in theology and ethics from Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary. And so we're super, super excited to have you here today resting, and we're looking forward to the fall sea. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much. It's great to, to be with you. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so cool. love our technology that I can be in America and Mississippi, and you're all the way in Nairobi. So that's really cool. Yeah, we just want to get to know you and ask some Fun questions today, and then talk a little bit about the theme that God has given you for our Sea event. First off, I really want to hear about your um, incident with a stingray. Where were you, and what happened?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I went to university uh, in San Diego, and it was it was like late November. I had a friend visiting from out of town, and of course, like everybody, he wanted to go to the beach, and it was not good beach weather, but. Nonetheless, we went and we went to one of the beaches that is more known for wildlife, not intentionally. It just is pretty La Jolla, if anybody knows that area. Um, And so we were out swimming and we were like the only people anywhere that you could see, uh, which is also not a good idea. And got out about neck deep and felt this rush of water and incredible pain in my foot. Uh, honestly, I thought I was, I grew up in the, like in New Mexico, kind of Midwest border, of Texas. So the ocean's new to me. And I just think jaws like everybody else. And I think <laughs> I've been bit, I've been bitten by a shark. I couldn't immediately, I couldn't feel my leg at all. Cause of the venom, uh, and I did, I thought like my leg was gone. I looked, I had blood on me. Uh, it was so my friend starts punching, thinking somehow he's going to save me from some shark. <laughs> Anyways, uh, once I realized I had a leg, I reached to reach down and I did, I just couldn't feel it from the waist down, dragged it up. And, uh, after that, it's not as exciting. I had to sit with, sit in a bucket of hot water for a while to let the venom sort of, so, uh, seep out. And then about four hours later, all of a sudden I could feel my leg. So I'm absolutely fine, except I have a big gash still. 20 years later you can see the scar where, where it jabbed me and then the barb dragged down my side of my foot. So I did learn a valuable lesson that you should all know that if you are at the beach, if you're going swimming out in the water, you should drag your feet instead of walk as you go out in the sand because stingrays are actually pretty friendly. they just don't want to be stepped on and uh, if you step on them they're gonna they're gonna sting you. Uh, so if you drag your feet, you can avoid that. Never been stung since. So, uh, I hope that will help somebody. Yeah. It was a pretty crazy thing.
0: Wow. That is a scary, scary story. I'm sure that was a scary moment. Yeah. We didn't know what it was. Um, it was, and that's a good tip. Yeah. So anybody that's going to the ocean anytime soon, nice tip to know. I'm a, I'm a little scared in my older age. I used to go way out into the ocean and stay out there forever. But now I'm just like, yeah, I know about too many sharks and the opportunity for something to happen. So I just don't go out. I've got a, a few more questions for us to get to know you. First off, what do you like to eat for breakfast?
1: Oh, um, I wake up really early, so usually when I wake up, I have to have coffee, and I, I usually have some yogurt and berries, and then and then I like uh, I like to have a second breakfast usually later on with my family. Um, I'm usually cooking it, so something like you know bacon and eggs or uh, toast or just whatever to make the kids happy omelet pancakes. Well, I, lo- I love breakfast, but I usually have two breakfast most days. Fun fact.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So what time do you normally get up?
1: Usually five, uh, sometimes four, but usually five.
0: And why do you rise so early in the morning?
1: When my wife and I first got married, we had our, our marriage counseling. The the pastor couple that was doing that said that their one of their strongest pieces of advice was especially early on in marriage, but as long as you can to do whatever you can so that you, you go to sleep at the same time. So you kind of stay on the same schedule and that sounded great. And then like two weeks later, my wife got a job where she had to go to work at five in the morning, five thirty in the morning. So then that meant all of a sudden we had to go to bed early. So I just started adapting. I was in seminary and I had to do work and I decided if I, I, I can't stay up late and do the work anymore. So trying to go to bed at the same time and keep on the same schedule So I started doing my schoolwork early in the morning and it just stuck and it became like I, my whole schedule shifted, became super productive. So I can get more done in two or three hours early in the morning than I can all day long. Uh, Nobody's bothering, the kids aren't around, that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, it it just has stuck. So to this day, like if I have extra work, my first thought is I'm going to wake up at four instead of trying to stay up late or anything like that, so.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. A really cool habit to build. Um, all right. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream?
1: Ooh, yes. I love ice cream. Um, man, if I, if I had to pick a favorite kind, I think I would say bluebell uh, homemade strawberry. Um, although I'm kind of a foodie. I really like any Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And I think my favorite um, my favorite ice cream is a place from the West Coast that, um, oh, now all of a sudden, oh, Salt and Straw. It's from Portland, but they have them in Seattle and San Francisco. It's all homemade, really nice stuff. But I love ice cream. Not a lot of ice cream here in Nairobi.
0: <laughs> all right. I'm going to ask you a few would-you-rather questions um, pretty quickly. Okay. And so you just give us... Your answer okay. for each of these. Okay, here we go. Would you rather read a book or watch a movie?
1: <laughs> uh, watch a movie.
0: Would you rather have a dog or a cat? Dog. Uh, Would you rather go to the beach or go camping? Uh,
1: yes, uh, beach.
0: <laughs> beach. Would you rather eat salty or sweet snacks for the rest of your life? Salty. Would you rather dance or sing in front of a group of people uh sing <laughs> would you rather travel back in time or travel to the future? Mm.
1: i I think I'd like to travel to the future
0: and where would you go? Uh,
1: I don't know because i'm I don't know where where we'll be Mars I don't know um, <laughs> Maybe just the, whatever spot I'm in at that exact moment some, at some point in the future.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Would you rather live yeah. in snow or rain for the rest of your life? No. Awesome. All right. So you are coming to the sea because you have a connection with our new spiritual life director, uh, Mr. Alan Hester. And so we're so glad that y'all have that connection. How do you know him?
1: When Alan moved to California, which I believe is where he's at now, um, he was looking for a church and had some connections to the Church of the Nazarene, and ended up uh, he was at our church for a while. That didn't become his long term home, but we struck up a friendship and and had coffee several times and just just got to know each other. And then he had me uh, come to his to the school that he was teaching at, uh, taught taught a few times in class and in spoken chapel, uh, and just just had a good time with that. So. Um, that's that's how I got to know Alan. I think he's a great guy, and I was I was super excited. He actually knew about Nicks, and uh, he knew about the the West Nairobi School here. So when we agreed to come to Nairobi for me to to teach at the university, he's the one who suggested that we uh, you know talk to uh, the Nix folks. And my wife is now uh, a teacher, loving it at West Nairobi School. So
0: our previous director, Mr. Dan Cooley, is now serving yeah, at West yeah. Nairobi, and um, that's right yeah Mrs. Wendy Cooley, who uh, also teaches staff, right? here, yeah yeah, she still teaches yeah. here too, so lots of connections and um Mr. Hester actually served for about a decade in another Nick school in Korea, so if y'all right. listen to the podcast with him then you'll you'll know you'll know about that, but he's doing an awesome job and so thankful for him all right, so I know you've been a youth pastor and you really love students. what do you most love about students?
1: If I had to say one thing, I would say that that the, Students are, of course, it's a that's a wide range, but but students tend to be open to and seeking out truth, and uh, they're open to wrestling with big ideas uh, and having their life shaken up in a way that, like most adults, are not. Uh, that's one of the hardest transitions, I say. Going from say youth ministry to um, like a senior pastor ministry at a church is that you you often are you get people who are less willing to to be nice to change, um, whereas students are quick to 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 make changes, to ask questions, to wrestle with big ideas, uh, to allow people to speak into their life. They're still open. They're not jaded yet. Um, so I just I've always loved just being around young people and talking about big things and small things, but just, just the openness and the sense of wonder and curiosity that, that students have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And we can't wait to see how God's going to shake it up here at North Star this entire year, but especially our sea um, event. Let's talk a little bit about um, your theme that you're going to be speaking on. So it's glimpses of the unchanging God. How did you come yes. up with that theme? Um, what are you excited about, about that? And like what scripture will we be looking at?
1: So I've always loved to to connect with students uh after speaking and, and that sort of thing. And I know this this won't allow quite the same uh environment. So I just was curious about what to expect. And I asked, I asked Alan Hester if if there was maybe a theme or or something that was currently being used. Um, any thoughts on the like just, just how students are feeling that I might think about and pray about what, what, what sort of theme. And anyway, some of the things that he shared, uh, that some of the comments from, I think maybe the leadership council or something like that, um, totally resonated and made sense. Just for how the world is right now, that uh, just think everything is changing constantly, all the unknowns, um, some fear, some just stress, and then of course whether it's mentioned or not, there's just constant tension with everybody. That, Everything's politicized and, and just so much stress and tension and fear and unknown. Um, and and I just when I thought about that and I thought, what what would God have me share with students who are all over the place, literally, um, maybe just a good reminder of who God is and that that though COVID-19 and the realities of this particular day and age are are unique. That the that the experience of feeling, sort of out of place, out of sync, a, a bit afraid, lots of unknown. That this is not a new feeling or a new experience, uh, and that that God is very good at at speaking into these kinds of situations and providing stability and hope. So so when I. When I thought about that and what passages I would share, I tend to think in threes, but it's going to be two. So the first that stood out to me was uh, the story where where Moses uh, asks if he can see God, uh, and, and you get this weird encounter where where Moses is allowed to glimpse the backside of God, whatever that means. It's such a strange and and interesting passage, uh, just um, you know, just before receiving instruction from God up on the mountain. Um, and just this sense of here that god is God provides Moses this glimpse of overwhelming glory, uh, just a glimpse like that 's all he can handle, but it 's enough and honestly, I think Moses was in a position that was so similar to what I think a lot of us are in today, where uh there was so much unknown, so much doubt, so much struggle and chaos around him, and he he, he it 's like he said. God, I I really just need, I need a little, like I need a hug, you know, like I need a little bit of security. I need a little bit of peace, a little bit of comfort to help me know everything's going to be okay. I kind of, that's how I see that story. So that's where I started. And then the second is in Matthew, um, where Jesus gets into the boat with some of the disciples, they're going to cross the lake. It's had a busy day, a busy time of, of, you know, preaching and teaching and Casting out demons and healing the sick and all the crazy stuff that's happening, and understandably he gets right in and he goes to sleep. And then the big storm comes up, and the disciples are freaking out, and they finally wake him up, and you have this interesting interaction where he eventually calms the storm. And uh, I think the same thing: the disciples, they—I mean, they have they have God with them in their boat, and yet they are—you know—I I just see them running around. We're all going to die, kind of thing. And uh, here he he realizes the same thing they they basically they need a hug right they need they need a moment of peace of serenity they need a, just a bit of comfort they shouldn't need it but they do and and that's what he does um and and so my idea behind the the couple messages is is that that god is with us god understands what what's going on and the 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 eternal unchanging awesome transcendent god is also a God who is not above giving us a glimpse of his glory, like giving us a hug basically and saying, it's going to be all right. Like things will be okay. I am here. I will make this, I will make it, I'll, I'll help us get through this. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, and I'm hoping that it's something that will resonate with, with students um, uh, at where they're at in their places in life.
0: Oh, I know it will. And I love this theme and um, it's so important and so timely. And so we're really looking forward to you coming and, um, yeah, just sharing and connecting with you and then connecting with one another. So what are you most looking forward to about coming to North star online? Yeah, I
1: think I am, I'm looking forward to sharing the message. Cause I do think that, I think this is something that God would want me to share. Uh, I also, I, I think that we get a chance to do a little bit of question and answer afterwards. So I look forward to that. Um, but main, mainly I just, I just pray that this time is, is a time that God uses. However, uh, wherever I, I pray that, that even if it's just one person that, that the, this message that it's really meant to be messages of hope and, and encouragement that, that it will do just that for at least, at least one person will feel like, you know, I was just like Moses. I was just like those disciples. I really, really needed, uh, God to stop and just like, be there for me for a minute. And oh yeah, God is like, and and just to to know that it made a difference for somebody. So.
0: Mm. That's so good. And we know, um, yeah, it's going to be good. So students, if you're listening, parents, if you're listening, encourage your students to come um, October the 18th through the 22nd. We'll have two main sessions that Dr. Rusty is going to be speaking in on Monday and Wednesday, and then we'll have some breakout times on Tuesdays and Thursday, and then we'll have a after-party fun celebration on Friday. So thank you, Dr. Rusty, so much for sharing a little bit about yourself and um, just about the theme, and we really are looking forward to you joining us.
1: Thank you so much. I am as well. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions for our guest or like information about North Star, please email us at podcast at NSA.school. We love having guests on our show and getting to hear their stories. If you have anyone in mind that you think would be a great guest to feature, please email us and let us know. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming stories.